O Lord, stir up in us the flame of that love which burned in the heart of your Son as he bore his passion, and let it burn in us to eternal life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Monday, Thursday may well be the most liturgically complicated gathering of the entire year. For one, we remember the Passover meal of the Jewish faith, whereby we recall how God saves us from oppression. We recall that on the night before he died, Jesus gathered his disciples around the table and instituted the Holy Eucharist, telling us to do this in remembrance of me. There is the betrayal by Judas, the denial by Peter, and the arrest of Jesus in the garden after a time of intense prayer, all events that the stripping of the altar evokes. Though we are not enacting it this year, this is also the night when Jesus models the nature of true leadership, when he serves his disciples by washing their feet. There is the new commandment, mandatum in Latin, which gives us the name Monday Thursday, in which Jesus says that we are to love one another. And finally, Monday Thursday begins the Triduum, the three holy days, which encapsulates tonight, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and the Easter Vigil. As the notes later in the bulletin point out, worship tonight does not end. We simply pause at the close of this first act before returning tomorrow for Good Friday to pick up where we left off. All of this, Passover, Eucharist, foot washing, betrayal, agony, love, and Jesus' passion, make Monday Thursday the most complicated liturgy of the entire church year. And so in response, some people might say, well, there's just too much going on. It's too hard to follow. And that is exactly the point. Perhaps the complicated nature of this night is what will lead Peter to say, I don't know the man. Or why none of the disciples can stay awake with Jesus when he prays. Our celebration of Monday, Thursday is complex perhaps even confusing at times. And this is precisely because the first Monday Thursday was also complex and confusing. The liturgy, both in whole and in parts, is intended to help us experience this complexity, depth, and grandeur of our salvation, which begins unfolding tonight. As the Psalms have been all week, the Psalm will be the focus of this sermon, as it weaves a thread through all of these themes and helps us to find a way through. Psalm 116 is about God's faithfulness, saying, how shall I repay the Lord for all the good things he has done for me? In so many ways, God blesses us. And in particular, in Holy Week, we have specific good things that Jesus does for us. 
For us, he gives a perpetual way of being companions. That word companion, it's made up of two Latin words, com, meaning with, and pan, meaning bread. A companion is someone we break bread with. By telling us to do this in remembrance of me, Jesus is giving us a way to be companions with one another when we are estranged. He gives us companionship with him when we need strength and comfort. He gives us companionship with all the saints and heaven and on earth. In washing the disciples' feet, he gives us a different, a better, a lovelier way of being in this world being servants of one another, instead of always trying to climb over one another to get to the top. In his steadfast praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he gives us a model for all virtue and all prayer. Not my will, but thy will be done. For us and for our salvation, Jesus knowingly and willingly allows himself to be betrayed, denied, arrested, and crucified, with the result being our salvation at the cost of his innocent life. He shows us that love is the true grain of the universe. All of these good things Jesus gives us abundantly. And so Psalm 116 can be a lovely prayer for us to pray on Monday, Thursday, as it invites a loving response of praise and thanksgiving. And to be sure, such a response from us is good and pleasing to the Lord. But our focus tonight is not on ourselves. It is on Jesus. So instead of us using this psalm to pray directly to God, let us hear it as Jesus own prayer to the Father and join him in his prayer. The psalm begins with, I love the Lord. The prayer that I've been using to open the sermons in Holy Week is, O Lord, stir up in us the flame of that love which burned in the heart of your Son as he bore his passion and let it burn in us to eternal life. As presiding Bishop Michael Curry preached at the royal wedding in 2018, if humanity ever captures the energy of love, it will be the second time in history we have discovered fire. When we discover the redemptive power of love, we will make of this old world a new world. Love is what fuels Jesus in his passion. It is this intense, brilliant, and pure love that sustains and compels Jesus to do all the good things that he does for us and for our salvation. In the perfect and beautiful love of the Trinity, Jesus has always been a part of the truth that God is love. At a different time of year, we listen to that Christina Rossetti poem, Love came down at Christmas, love all lovely, love divine. It was love that Jesus used to call his disciples. It was love that healed the sick, forgave sinners, welcomed the outcast, and fed the hungry. 
And ultimately, it is love that is nailed to the cross and love that will rise three days later. It begins and ends with love. Love is the Alpha and the Omega of Holy Week. With this love, Jesus then lifts up the cup of salvation, as verse 11 of Psalm 116 puts it. Now, we understand that this cup of salvation is not merely a cup of celebratory wine. It's also a cup of sorrow because it is filled with Jesus' own blood shed for the life of the world. As the psalm notes, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his servants. Now, precious here, it means something like a precious stone, something that is rare, valuable, honored, and beautiful. The good thing that Jesus gives to us from the love of the Trinity is the most splendid and sacred thing that we could ever have. The love of God that took on flesh and was poured out for our salvation and given to us in such a way that we can continually lift up this cup of salvation in his name and drink of this love. It reminds me of the words to that great hymn, love so amazing, so divine, demands my life, my all. The gift that Jesus gives us in the cup of salvation is indescribably full of grace and mercy. As the psalm continues, we see that Jesus does these good things for us because he is fulfilling his vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Jesus does none of these things in secret or behind closed doors, but rather in the presence of us all so that we are made witnesses of his faithfulness. As we think about Monday Thursday and this great love that we have been given, I want to leave you with an image. If you've eaten in Middle Eastern restaurants, perhaps you've experienced dining that is closer to what Jesus would have known. Most of us eat at tables, right? Sitting in chairs. But this is not how many other cultures eat. Instead, they eat on very low tables, almost something like a shelf that is nearly floor level. And instead of sitting in chairs, people recline on the floor, often on a pillow or a cushion. And sometimes for support, people recline on one another. Now, we did not hear the specific verse in tonight's gospel reading, but earlier in the chapter, John writes, one of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, which is all of us, was reclining next to him. Picture yourself here, reclining against Jesus close enough that you can hear his heart beating, beating with that pulse of love that bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things, believes all things, and makes all things well. 
All of what unfolds tonight and over the next three days is done so that we can see and know of our salvation. We are made witnesses of this reconciling love that passes all understanding. And so if in these upcoming days you are not sure how to think about the death of Jesus or the glory of Easter, just spend some time in stillness. Spend some time imagining that you are reclining against Jesus, feeling his warmth, hearing his heart, knowing his love.